Pause and a pause. Can't do that. Can't do that bit. That's bad. <laughs> He's canceled, bro. He's canceled. Do you want to be canceled? I'll, I'll do it. Chris D'Elia. I'll yeah. do it. I mean, Eminem's definitely air. been close to getting canceled. I feel like people have tried to cancel Eminem his whole career, but... uh, If Eminem was around today... Like, if, like, he prime was Eminem Like, was. if he was doing the shit that he was doing back then, today he would be canceled What's so fucking fast. If you have one, your favorite, like, heavy okay. on. We'll enter the episode first. What's up, guys? We are back. We are here. We are late. It's a couple days late. I'm sure no one noticed. Um, but uh, this is a beautiful Tuesday night. Uh, this will be dropping tomorrow. So you're hearing this on Wednesday. And we got some great stuff to talk about this week. Some really oh, exciting should, new developments start it for like the brand. The Vine, then. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Which Vine? Oh, it's Wednesday, I'm going to post that video of Robbie doing uh, it, of him in the costume. No, just post the real one. Just post the real one. It's pretty, it's pretty niche to post a video him, of it's, Robbie. He's dressed like him. I know what video you're referring to. But to other people that don't know who that is, they're like, why are you posting like this Kmart version of the Vine? Kmart's a little disrespectful. I'd say like Target, the Blue Line special. Uh, uh no, I would not say that. <laughs> sorry, Robbie, not sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, we're here. We got some great stuff to talk about today. Um, I'm I cut well, you I off. Alex. Say, what what you is your most before. like? Oh my God, Eminem line. If you have one. See, is it bad that when you said that? Because I was just thinking about rap lines that really trigger me and other people, but I was just thinking about Tyler saying Rape he raped pregnant. pregnant I told my friends I had a threesome. Crazy. <laughs> that's like that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> that is terrible. Um, I don't know what's what's your Eminem. The one I always trigger? go to is uh, when he's talking about J Lo. He's like, "Sorry, Puff, but I don't give a fuck if this chick was my own mother. I still fuck her with no rubber and come inside her and have a son and a new brother at the same time and just say that it ain't mine. What's my name? That shit is. I'm always like, oh my god, oh my god. If he was any like less good at rapping, he would be like the most hated person ever. I would say so. Like say shit like that, but the bars and flows are crazy. I, I'm not. So it's like for those who know what Greg is, that's also a very insane song. But um, met an R word kid named Greg with a wooden leg, snatched it off and beat him over the head with the peg. Go to bed with the keg. That that song is crazy too. I would highly recommend that freestyle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because I Shout ain't making no more threats. I'm doing uh, drive-bys and tinted Corvettes on Vietnam War vets. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shout out Old Em. So we didn't come here to talk about Old Eminem, even though he's great. But uh, we came to talk about some TV this week. Um, and the first thing I want to talk about is The Legend of Korra, which, if you guys don't know, is the follow-up series that was made to the Avatar so The Last woman Airbender, haters. Um, which, if you haven't seen it by now, is fantastic and obviously amazing, show. and it is on Netflix, um, which is what's causing this whole resurgence of people watching it, which is, and then August 14th, so this past Friday, they just dropped The Legend of Korra, which, like I said, is the follow-up. Um, 
it was a tough it had a tough go on actual television they only got cleared for like one season and then they got cleared for another season and then they changed networks and got well, they two put more them on nick.com and like i'm curious and, as to why they got like wild disrespected i think people just weren't watching it people just hate which women. is crazy to me because <laughs> as a fan of the original show it's amazing yeah people maybe hate women um I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but not really. It's about the next Avatar, um, and she is a waterbender named Korra. And uh, there's a great cast of interesting characters, and I would heavily recommend. But we, Alex and I, um, just watched the first season this past weekend for the first time. So we figured we'd chop it up a little bit here. Um, hopefully convince you guys to go watch. But Alex, um, what did you think of season so like one? Like Josh said, I haven't – I've never seen Korra. I only, like, knew it existed. And – I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast, but I never watched Avatar as it was coming out. I saw episodes here and there, but I never like, like this year was the first year that I watched it fully through fucking adored it. Top five show easy for me. Um, so I was very excited for Korra and I've heard a lot. The two things I've heard about Korra is, is like the people who love it and are like, yo, it's like nothing like Avatar. And then, the, the people who are just like, yo, chorus sucks. And I've never like, they've never said why. And now I just have to assume it's because they hate women. Fucking, uh, Mary Sue's. Um, but. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'll say the show is say quite it's, different. Well, let me um, get to it. I will say. All right. All right. It's, it's a, it's a very different show. Not stylistically. Um, but like, Although it is a bit different stylistically, I it's enough of like a a gap from the last Airbender that it feels like a different show and like it's doing a lot of different things, but it's it's still um, like recognizable and it's still familiar as like part of this larger universe. Um, and I really like it. I love Korra. I have some problems with it that I'm sure we'll talking talk that will I'm sure we'll talk about. There we go. Uh, but I, I really enjoy the show yeah. and, uh, I'm very excited to talk about it right now. Yeah. Well, so I, like you said, the show is really different and there is that big gap. And like I said, I guess kind of spoiler alert, if you haven't seen avatar or you haven't seen Korra, but the only way you can get a new avatar is when the last avatar dies. So this is obviously after Ang's life. And now we have Korra, but obviously it's way in the future. So there's like technology it. and cities and they're whipping it. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> they're shwipping it. Yeah, I guess they're shwipping it. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's just like I said, there's a lot of different like genres being brought into here because there's a lot more options of things they can do, I think, with the different stuff they have. I mean, part of it just feels like a classic like. I don't know, like thirties. Well, I read. York I read the creators said that like the the first season takes place in Republic City, which is like the city that Ang and Zuko built, and they said that it's it's like if Manhattan had happened in Asia, um, and it's just like yeah, it's a really cool like futuristic, but also not future. It's like futuristic for the universe, I guess, but not so much like in terms of where we're watching it. Yeah. Um. Right, but I think that because they build so well on the universe they created with The Last Airbender, it feels very true to that, and uh, it feels very lived in, and 
I think that for people who say it's like a completely different show, which it is, but like can't like if you like The Last Airbender, but you don't like Korra, I don't understand that. There's so many fucking amazing callbacks to The Last Airbender. And like like anytime I see like any sort of callback, whether it be a flashback or a character we know, this is a major not a major spoiler, but a decent spoiler for season one. So if you haven't seen it, skip forward. But dude, General Iro like, that they oh, had Dante shit. Bosco voice him. Like they brought him back. Um I, I yeah, will say I like agree. seeing Katara like right off the jump got teary eyed. Dude, yeah, and then when they like seeing all of them. Like seeing because there's like flashbacks kind of like through Korra's eyes, like seeing Aang and Toph like as they're older, like Aang at one point is like Toph, I'm 40 years old. Like I teared up. I was like, oh my God, like he was 12. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's super I don't know. If you, I just don't understand the hate for it whatsoever. But we're gonna keep watching. Did you start season um, two yet? I think oh, I'm like I think two, three episodes deep. This does two. a really good job at like it does use the gaps between like last airbender to now to kind of like give that fan service. But I feel like it it's not like like every moment isn't like, Oh, like, remember this, remember that? Like it does a very good job at balancing. Um, and I really like that. And it's, I think it's also super cool. Like I love Tenzin. I love that, which is Aang's son. I love that. Um, we get to see now, like, cause Aang was a good airbender, but he was still a kid. Like it's cool seeing airbending, like when people are nasty with it now, and I feel fully mastered air and bending in general is just way crazier in Korra. Like obviously things like lightning that was and metal bending things that were like prolific that no one could yeah. do are kind of common now. And, uh, and pro with the whole adding of like, I would pro bending pay the sport, for like, like a real, like if they animated a whole like season with like a league, I would pay for it. Like it's so fucking cool to me. Dude, you know what I was thinking about? Uh, you know how sick an Avatar: The Last Airbender Fun game would fact, be. Fun fact: I had one because no, but I'm talking like a good yeah, one, nah. like made on next gen technology with different kind of controls for different types of bending, bro. That'd be sick. Yeah, I think I think That'd be so cool. Like you said, so, bending in general is just way more like like Korra is a fucking badass, and she just like she it's is. so fire. Like right off the jump, like Korra is just whooping literally anybody. Well, because I think that because at the be like obviously the plot line of the last Airbender is about Aang finding the different elements and like mastering them, and I think that if that was the whole plot of Korra, it wouldn't necessarily be like, bad. Yeah, but it's like we've seen this learning. before. You know what I mean? So it's a different angle, and I think it's much more interesting to see because the whole I guess difference between them is that Aang had you know he obviously had to build it, but he had much more of a connection spiritually to being the Avatar. Um, and that was just a product of him being raised by monks, but Korra obviously does not have that spiritual connection. So seeing her try to like navigate that and eventually yeah. build. And I am excited. It's like the end of season exciting. one shook it up a little bit. So I was like, Oh, like, I wonder how this is going to go. Um, yeah, the beginning of season two seems sick already. I'm quite excited. The, like I'm literally, I watched like the first two episodes and the next episodes are a two parter. And just based on the title alone, I'm like, this is going to be the it's craziest shit ever. I also, I, I, I feel yeah. like this is way more like, I feel like this leans a lot more into like anime roots 
and maybe that's just me like looking into it a bit too much, but I just feel like this is a lot more anime ish than uh last airbender kind of gave me. Um, yeah. You mean, I'd like say stylistically. So. Cause I disagree. Actually. I think that's just a product of the, well, more not even I don't know. It's just like there's certain things like when, uh, uh, what's her name? Iggy. One of, one of Tenzin's kids, like, she starts, like, roaring at Korra like a cat because, like, Korra slammed the door in her face. And, like, it's just, like, very certain things. And Avatar definitely did that to some extent. But I feel like it's just way more common in this. Um, But, like I said, maybe I'm just... Yeah, I, th- I would agree that thematically it's definitely a little more um, anime. And I also... Just one thing I thought was really cool. Metal bending in this. Like, how the cops get around. It's very similar to... Uh, and I know Elon will definitely agree with me. It's very similar to Attack on Titan, the um, the technology that they use to whip around, which is like these things on their back that like shoot out grappling hooks essentially, and they like launch themselves like across like the skies. And so Dude, I just thought that was cool. What? Yeah, I just have to say, and this is another spoiler, and I'm sorry to anybody, but keep skipping if you if you don't want to hear about Korra. But dude, when Lynn hops onto those ships and is like taking them out and like that's yeah. obviously a series call that, well, to the last airbender and i was yeah I was like y'all we're gonna cry right now like this is one season of television and like it's all crazy and we haven't even discussed like the equalists and how fucking crazy of an idea so what are your thoughts and how on, well that was executed on that so i think that there's a very interesting angle, angle that they play fuck you an interesting angle they play with the idea of what we see as a terrorist group going by the name of the equalists and that their platform essentially is for, for equality. And, uh, I think it's, uh, it's pretty clear that they're not going about it the right way that like the idea of taking bending away, isn't like good, I guess, because society can live without, people who abuse their bending hopefully but if there's power people are going to abuse it i don't know it paints a very interesting question of the power dynamic and of people being born actually different from each other um i don't uh, know what do you i think? think that aman and the equalists are wild pussy because like yo listen i would be a little upset if i wasn't the bender but like you kidding? are you kidding alex if you let's say like hypothetically if we'd a brother like for me if i was born and marty was like the wild firebender and i was just nothing i'd be pretty upset but i wouldn't see, be like exactly, yo let's take yeah. away his bending but i could see how no people yeah it, like that what's the difference between that it totally makes sense but it's wealth, like bro? yeah like i don't know i like the whole element of, of like yo everyone watches pro bending like this is a thing that right but it's inherently privileged and like Obviously, there are things that stem out of Let's that privilege of people abusing it. And, uh... <laughs> Facts, bro. Why doesn't Sato invent the Glock 9? Fuck people up. Also, shout out Cabbage um, Man. No, yeah. I don't know. It... I would. I agree. I would just say, though, like, just the idea, if you couldn't tell from this quick discussion we're having, like, obviously, a lot of the themes discussed in Korra are a lot deeper and, I would say, more mature than The Last Airbender. Um... Yeah, this show definitely has goofy moments, but like to some extent, I don't know. I feel like it has the same balance of like goofy to maturity. 
it's definitely got some more dude another spoiler here people i apologize but it's too good not to discuss and we haven't we alex and i literally have not talked about it at all um because we've been waiting but the end with that murder suicide on the boat i was gonna say that was so incredibly poetic like it was it was incredible because i really was like what the, the yeah, last thing that like never. each season is like kind of its own arc because like you said like they're being picked up season by season so i was like no way they're just gonna let him like disappear and then uh and how it wraps up i was like wh- mm. i was like wow like this is really like wow i was, I was truly blown away good because yeah. it, it's like yeah. I, it was just very well done i think this show is really really good and uh Oh my god. It is. It's really like I enjoy the shit out of it. <laughs> no, it's good. It is good. No, it's great. I can't wait to keep watching. Um, so guys, if you haven't seen it yet or you're a hater for whatever reason, I know that you're out there. I've she heard can't people fucking have like, all these start. elements mastered already. Ugh. Go shave your neck. It's beard, not bro. even just that, bro. I know people who hate the last airbender because there's obviously people out there that think yeah. that animation is for children only. And uh those people are missing out, so fuck them. But uh, go check out The Last Airbender. Go check out Legend of Korra. All of it's on Netflix right now. Uh, and let us know what you think. Uh, the other thing that we have to discuss today is maybe one of the hottest new TV shows. Um, it is the newest from HBO. It is called bum, Lovecraft bum, bum, bum. Country. Alex, for people who have never heard of this, tell so people Lovecraft, what Lovecraft Country Lovecraft is. Country. Can't speak today. I keep well, saying you Lovecraft were like, Country. No, isn't it County? Um, well, because well, I'm a just whole, not a, a good whole, reader. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were all over the place on this. So Lovecraft Country is based off of a book. Um, and basically, I don't know anything about the book. I just know it's based off a book. Um, and basically, this is an HBO show uh, produced by Jordan Peele, the goat, and J.J. Abrams, the other goat. Uh, and it's about uh, Jonathan Majors is a Korean War veteran who it, this this takes place in the fifties, um, and he comes back from the war to Chicago and is trying to track down his alcoholic father. Um, and he's driving through Lovecraft Country, uh, which is just wild racist as nineteen fifties America and twenty twenty America. Is. Yeah, yeah I mean, this is in the prime of, of yeah, like you said, segregation and Jim Crow, and um, so there's that element. But then, obviously, the Lovecraft element comes from uh, basically, from what I understand, it's just going to have a bunch of HP Lovecraft monsters throughout yeah. it. I mean, the the show open. We'll get to that. So, what did you think about uh, the first episode? So. I didn't know anything going in, like, literally at all. I am somewhat anti-trailer, as you know. So I don't watch trailers for things that I know I'm going to watch because I'm just like, why not go in as blind as possible? And I'll say the I did not see it going where it went. I was very, very intrigued. Um, and it starts out by painting, like, a really, I think, realistic picture of, like, what life was back then. Um, and there's obviously a lot to look at there, but, uh, like when it gets into the more sci-fi and eventually horror aspects of it, I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> this is too crazy for me to not keep watching. Um, and I have to say, shout out Jonathan Majors. If you guys don't know who he is, he was in Defy Bloods. 
He was in The Last Black Man in San Francisco, and he's fucking amazing in both of them, and he really is the next big star. So shout out him getting his bag from HBO, and uh, he's great in this too. Um, and Jesse Smollett, or who Journey is, Smollett. Her brother, who is my, or his brother. His sister. Goddamn. I could... She um, is gorgeous. Yes. She was also yeah. in Birds of Prey last year. Go check that out. <laughs> Shout out women. But yeah, no. Lovecraft Country. Um, very, very interesting. Um, one of the more unique pilots I've seen in a while, and it's definitely ambitious because it raises a ton of questions. Um, did you watch the little uh like, like for like the coming at the weeks? I yeah, I have to assume yeah, no, that's no, no, not no. all like happening the, in next week. They week's do that episode. for like the whole season. Um no, yeah, I'll say anything that anything that starts off with Jackie Robinson batuing, I don't even yeah. know how it is, just whacking Cthulhu or Cthulhu, Cthulhu. Yeah. Um, I was like, I don't know what the hell this show is going to be, but that opening was like, this is one of the most crazy. The opening like six minutes is one of the most crazy. Like, I haven't felt that since an episode of Twin Peaks season three, um, watching a show. Of just like, what the fuck am I watching right now? Um, yeah, and I'm really excited because I do feel that this is able to do with something that's not very easy, um, something that can be very difficult, which is mixing like well written and well thought out like studies on race and like what that time period was like, mixing that with obviously super intense sci fi and eventually what seems like horror. Um, and it seems like it's only going to get crazier, but to do, to mix those two things, um, is not an easy thing to do, but I think they're doing it well so far. I mean, I'm well, in, I, like so I said, I'm, I don't know. It. I'm a bit conflicted. And, uh, Cause like part of me really liked this, but then part of me was like, this doesn't really feel, I don't know. It just didn't feel like a pilot to me. It, it felt like a show that was like already a few episodes deep. And I was just kind of like, it really feels like it. You're just being thrust into everything, and and maybe that's intentional. But um, like per, like I don't know. I was like, I'm intrigued enough by by the insane parts of it to continue watching for a few more episodes. But like, there were only a few parts where I was like, okay, this is really good. Like the when they're driving across, like the seven minutes till sundown scene is fucking insane yeah. like that is so such a good scene it's terrifying um yeah i think the back half of the episode was I a lot agree. stronger than the and front like, half personally but i also agree with what you're saying it feels like they're sort of throwing us in here i'm sure we'll get more backstory um but weirdly and you're gonna hate me for saying this and maybe people will hate me for saying this but i got like weird like stranger things vibes just from like the way i like from what I remember from watching Stranger Things the first time, the whole idea of them setting a period really well and then introducing like some really insane monsters to well, it. Well, I think the creature designs are very good. And I'm not really – I haven't read any Lovecraft, although I want to. Um, I don't know if like all of the creature designs are being pulled from his stories. Obviously, Cthulhu is. But like I don't know if these vampire things were like new or – something like pulled from from lovecraft's works um but like i thought the creature design was very well done regardless like those things looked creepy um and and that whole like house oh, sequence yeah. was dope 
Yeah, I mean, there's like I said, so there's I, I was expecting a lot of the sci-fi. I knew that it was going to be very sci-fi oriented. Obviously, if J.J. Abrams is involved, um, but I was not expecting it to get like kind of scary like that. And I hope it keeps playing off that. I hope it keeps the horror alive because for me, I love sci-fi, but like sci-fi horror. Yeah, that, that I shit. I don't know. I'm I'm so. intrigued enough to kind of. But going off of what you asked about, like the coming weeks, like. I, I didn't really see anything that I was like, I was just like, what is this show going to be? Like, I'm curious enough to watch it, but not like confused enough to stop. So I'm in a very weird, like this, this could really go either way for me. And I was super, That's really yeah, I was super excited That's for right the show. So I was kind of like disappointed when I wasn't blown away. I was just like, this is a really weird, weird first episode. Um, there's people out there who are like the greatest thing ever that. made, like HBO's next big hit. I mean, HBO and I'm doesn't, like, all right, they, they really don't down. have anything we'll else on right now that's like kicking like that. Like personally, I was more excited for this than I was um, for for Westworld. And like, I loved the first season of Westworld. I, I, having seen only an episode of both, I like this no, better that first than season of Westworld is so good. And I was championing championing it for a while, saying that was going to be their next game of thrones but i don't really know where that's gonna go now no 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 if but you were the only like, person saying that come on everyone, everyone i was, was like it's I was their next big, big show and then it flopped. It. like i really had faith in it and uh i still maybe one day i'll get back to it but we'll see um probably not but yeah i'm curious i'm intrigued it was fine like what i what i liked about it i was like this is really good and um I really like Jonathan Majors and like I said, like all the stuff I liked, I liked and uh, the the music was really good. The score was great. Let me ask you a question sort of overall. Is this as of right now must watch Sunday night TV? Like, are you sitting down for um, sure? To probably, watch if Sunday? I'm doing like if I'm and doing like literally anything else, I probably won't. And I'll just watch it on like HBO Max on Monday or something. But uh, I will say, like, the time – the TL was going crazy on Sunday watching it. I just – I don't know. Like, yeah, if I'm – I love that you start to say timeline and <laughs> then you were like, let me appreciate Have you seen that TL. Drake thing where it's like those who type you, like the letter U instead of spelling you? What what are you doing with that time you save? Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not – like I said, I'm not fully sold on this. I told Body I was like I was a little in the middle, but like I guess I'd recommend it. Uh, he hasn't yet. Did he watch? But um, yeah. If I'm doing like anything else, I'll just like push it a day. That's what I did yesterday or Sunday to Monday. But um, yeah, I'd say watch it if you're if you're even like remotely interested or intrigued. Like I'd say watch it and give it a chance. It wasn't bad by any means. I just wasn't sold yeah. on it fully. I think also additionally, I mean. In this climate and this time, I think it's very, very important that people get their hands on any sort of piece of art that covers like race relations or segregation or like just the history of black people in America. And this show definitely touches on that. And there's some interesting stuff about like the Green Book, um, which is already far more informative and respectful than the movie Green Book. Um, So I think that that's also like like the scene when they're in the diner. good. And he's like, remember why they painted the White House? I was I like, that, that is fire. Like that. Yeah. I knew that. I knew that. I picked that up immediately. The second he looked at the wall, I was like, oh, man. 
Um, yeah, it's good stuff, guys. It's good TV. Like Alex said, HBO is not really doing a whole lot else right now, and a lot of shows are on hiatus because of COVID. Um, so it's good to get some refreshing new content, and we will definitely be talking about it uh, probably a little bit each week, but not too much. And then for obviously like maybe mid-season and then season finale, we'll talk about it a little bit more. So if you want to keep up with it, we will be you know, discussing, and we would love yeah, to hear I will if you also guys say, like it. So I think hit us up. Like my favorite part about it was like I was reading a lot of uh, articles about about the premiere and um, just like the show in general. And there's one writer from Chicago, uh, Robert Daniels, at eight twelve film reviews. I'm gonna shout out Robert. I'll Daniels. tweet his his review out from uh, the WTR account because um, I thought it was a really good like dissection of the episode and kind of looking at it like like on a deeper level um and i've really enjoyed reading i enjoyed reading people's views on the show uh i'd say more than i liked watching it so like if anything it's just giving me like more reading material uh yeah good discourse yeah. yeah watch it to be part of the conversation yeah i would say so um but yeah so that's all the tv we watched this week um, it kind of taking a break from movies, but I watched Hereditary yesterday again. Yeah. Why did I watch Hereditary? Okay, no, I just didn't know if it was to. like someone was like, "Oh, I haven't watched it." Or... Oh. Yeah, I I have the it, Midsummer so director's cut uh, sitting on my table right now, and I still haven't watched it. I'm looking but... at it right now. I actually opened it today to look through the book. I uh, a lot of weird that. porn in there. No, I know, but I didn't realize it was like. A lot of porn. It's like the Karma Sutra for like weird Swedish yeah. cults. It's fucking. You got all sorts of positions and stuff in there. A lot of penetration too. It's great stuff. Great content. Yeah. Shout out to um, <laughs> um, it's probably the filthiest book that Martin Scorsese has ever put his words. In, I I haven't watched anything. I literally haven't watched a movie in like a week or something now. Um, but I did because I was going through Chernobyl like a fucking champ and I was absolutely horrified and it really upset me, but it's one of, yeah, I finished it in two Did days, you finish it? Uh, but it's one of the best pieces of media I've ever seen. It's, it's outstanding. Absolutely. And here's the part where we talk about it. If Josh watched it, like I said, but uh, he didn't, that's two shows now, people <laughs> sharp objects. What's the other one? really twin peaks <laughs> yeah no twin peaks too and twin peaks it's fine when you really well, think you know, about it it's i'm fine. gonna watch the plot against america next which as far as i'm aware has to do with the tribe and who am i gonna ask questions about or who am i gonna ask questions to You're who am i gonna, gonna ask, ask questions, questions to about, about the tribe <laughs> uh, you can ask me maybe i'll watch i don't know who knows we'll figure it out but i we have something else so we if you've been listening and you've been keeping up, you know that like almost every week I, I've been saying like big things coming, big things coming, big things coming. And for a long time, there wasn't. A, I mean, there was, but nothing had Except come yet. And, yeah. and then two weeks ago, we launched nothing. What's up? <laughs> All right. Two weeks ago, we launched our website. It is up. It is in full swing, people. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out. But we have another big thing coming. Um, part of this website is going to be a very specific and special part to Alex. So I want him to tell you guys about All right. it. <clears throat> so 
for those that don't know, I have taken a I've always been an on and off reader. I loved reading as a kid. Uh, and then I stopped for a long while because I had to read The Adventures of Tom Sawyer and I hated it. And then in high school, I had to read it again. And I literally was like, yo, I am never touching that book again. Uh, and I didn't read any of it. Uh, that book fucking sucked when I read it in elementary school. So I think that that like obviously reading, being forced to read pushes you off from reading. Being forced to do anything pushes you off from it. Uh, but then when I went to Bing, I took British literature and uh, children's literature and British literature too, which is like older British, like more recent British writing. Um, I'm like poetry because of my major. So I got to read a lot and I was reading a lot of books, both like classics and contemporary shit that like I really enjoyed and I was really, really liking them. Um, and it, I used to just like, that would be my homework. I would just sit down and like read half a book. And like, obviously with children's lit, the class, like I would read Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory or Charlotte's web literally in like a day. Um, but then I was reading more like contemporary stuff, like by Chuck Palahniuk who wrote fight club, uh, invisible monsters became one of my favorite books ever. And then I was reading show like, uh, Dante's Inferno and the green Knight um, and stuff like that. So, and Shakespeare even. I took a whole class on Shakespeare. I forgot about that. Um, so like it definitely reinvigorated my love for reading. And I wanted to take that out of college. It's one of like the main things I took out of Bing is like my love for reading again. And I was so happy. Um, and then I I read a book here. I read a book there. And then I got Dune. And I've definitely spoken about Dune on here a little bit. But just like Dune is like 600 something pages. It's not particularly riveting. It's good. Um, but that took me like, I think nine months to read. And I was, I don't like reading more than one book at a time. So like I was just reading Dune for nine months and I'll pick it up and I'll put it down, pick it up, put it down. And reading is, isn't like watching movies or TV or like podcasts. Like it's not a passive activity. It's something you have to really sit down and, and read, um, aside from audiobooks, which I'm not going to speak on cause I don't really have any like interest in them. Um, <laughs> But like, if that's your, how you absorb it, like good for you. I know people love audiobooks. Anyway, with quarantine, I had nothing but time. Uh, and I wanted to give my eyes a break from screens just cause like I'd wake up, work on my laptop, shut my laptop, go on my phone, watch a movie. And my, I felt the strain on my eyes. So I wanted to get back into reading. So I started off small. I finished Dune. That was my first thing. I banged out the last like 150 pages. Read it incredibly quickly once I had nothing else to do. Uh, but from there, I started reading. I would, I got like the first one I got was uh, "The Hate You Give," um, and I absolutely adored it. And I finished it in like two days. And I was like, "All right, let me get another one." And then I got "The Da Vinci Code" because Body was kept telling me about it. Read that in like th- uh, a week because Josh was here. But then I was just getting all these books, and I was just reading them like two, three days at a time. And I've always written about movies. I've always written about TV. And I've always had a love for books, but it's not something I've written about. So I figured, hey, if I'm reading all these books, why not write about them as well? So uh, yesterday was the first posting of the official WTR book club. And what that is, basically, it was about uh, Salem's Lot, uh, Stephen King's second book. Um, 
So I haven't really decided entirely what it's going to be yet. Obviously, on WTRPod.com, you can find our thoughts on movies, books, I mean, uh, movies, TV, music. Um, and I want to incorporate books into that a little bit. And I haven't decided whether I'm strictly going to write about book club books or just books in general. And occasionally, maybe every month, I'll pick like a book club book. Um, but I, what I definitely want to do with it uh, definitely is going to be like not necessarily – obviously, I could pick The Shining as a book club book or uh, like The Da Vinci Code, like all these like huge books that everyone knows. But like I'm definitely going to try to pick stuff that I either found super interesting and like this is a must read or stuff that you – you don't really hear about as much. And obviously with Stephen King, like there's so many examples to choose from Carrie, uh, the shining, like I said, um, 112263, Dr. Sleep under the dome. It I'm trying to, if anything, I'm trying to go for more low key ones. And Salem's lot is one that I haven't really heard much about from anybody. Um, but it was a fantastic book and I just really wanted to jot some thoughts down about it. And I thought it would be cool to have people discuss. So depending on how that arc goes, um, maybe we'll have someone on here to like talk about a book club book every now and then, or we'll get, there's a lot of things that we can do with it. Maybe Josh will get back into reading. Like I got him to, but um, I definitely want to encourage this time of quarantine to like, like I, I've done a few new things in quarantine and like reading has now I feel like I'm at a point where reading will definitely stay with me for a while, um, hopefully forever. Um, and I guess reading always does as shown by my arc. But um, I definitely am glad that like reading is such like a big part of of my like day to day now. I always make time to read every day now for at least a little like half an hour, probably longer. But um, I, I will definitely be looking forward to writing about books. And it's definitely like a different approach, I feel. Like writing that article was weird. weird. I just woke up and was like, wow, I, like I, I finished Salem's Lot the night before. And I was like, I just really want to write about it. And that's kind of what spurred me on. And uh, reading Stephen King in particular has definitely given me like a new love for writing again just by how fucking good he is at it. Um. So yeah, like Salem's Lot is the book club of the month. And I guess going forward, if we do continue with this monthly book club, um, I'll probably announce the book. Either I'll write the article and then be like, this is the book club of the month, the book club book of the month, or I'll announce the, the book and then write about it a month later. Yeah. We so got some details I'll, to hammer guys, out. That's the point. This hey. Guys, book club is coming. That's oh, the key. That's the key here. Me. So if you guys are interested in that, don't stampede me. What? I'm not trying to stampede I'm you, bro. I'm just trying to help us get to where we're trying to go. Have a preference to that? Let us know. Let us know. Always let us know if there's something you want to see us doing that we're not doing. But the bottom line is, book club is coming. It is going to be found on WTRPod.com. The first one is up now. It is on Salem's Lot. Stephen King. Uh, Alex is out here writing his ass off for me. I am a, a taskmaster when it comes to this, and I whip him into shape when he's not doing his job. So you heard it here first. 
Yeah, that's right, Alex. If you want to tell that lie, tell those stories, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna flip it on you and make it seem like you're lazy. Yeah. We talking about yesterday when I told you and you were like you were like, You're a terrible <laughs> editor. Like you make me feel bad. <laughs> like there's like no way for me to fully explain it without actually saying what we're talking, talking about, about, but you know what I'm talking Mr. about. Comments. Yeah. All right, all right. Mr. Kylie comments. Get out of here. Get out. <laughs> Get out of here! These, this is straight slander going on on the WTR podcast right now, people. We love the slander. Um, but yeah, go do that. And as always, we mentioned it before, and I'm going to mention it again. Some of you reached out to us um, with certain pitches, and some were fully formed, and some were totally just like, hey, I would be interested in writing for you guys in the future. But we are really, really looking to kick off this blog and get a lot of voices on there. So once again, if you are interested in writing about literally anything, um, please, 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 I encourage you to reach out to me and Alex. Um, you can DM one of us. You can DM the WTR pod page on Twitter or Instagram, wherever it is. Or you can send us an email at WTR pod or what is it? WTR pod at gmail.com. I think that's what it is. Um, and we are looking for, look, we know what we're doing here and we're not we're not asking for people who are, you know, doctors of writing. You know what I mean? You don't need to have your PhD. You don't need, you don't uh, need just to come with us to us with an idea. Writing. You don't need to have your web. <laughs> so just come to us with an idea if you have one and we can sit down and discuss it. We are more than happy to discuss ideas and help them get to where you feel confident writing it. And uh, like we said, we just want to collaborate. We want to bring people into this. So obviously, let us know. Hit us up. Alex, you got anything um, else for us before we get I... out of here? <laughs> uh, I don't think I do. Oh, yeah, I do have one thing, actually. Um, <clears throat> for those who don't know, uh, Shay Serrano is the goat. But uh, he recently like hosted this thing called Halfway Books. I guess it's been like a week or two now. But um. He basically wanted five writers, well, hired five writers essentially to write like three thousand words on an album of their choice, and uh, it was he was going to publish it like through through Halfway Books, this like self made publishing company that he did, and it was going to be like a cool way for independent writers to get their writing out um, and get paid for it. Um, uh, only five people could be selected, and I think he said like he got eleven hundred uh, pitches. Um, I sent a pitch in. I did not get chosen. However, I would like to one shout him out for giving that opportunity, even though he'll probably never hear this. But if he does shout out two, congratulations to the five writers, uh, who, uh, got chosen. I heard of like three out of five of the albums, I'd say. So I'm definitely excited to read those. And I'm definitely excited to be sold on two other albums. Um, so I'll definitely be looking forward to those. But thirdly, uh, I will definitely be, I'll at least try to, uh, publish what I was going to write uh, on WTRpod.com. So uh, I'll give a little tease. It's about Action Bronson. Uh, everyone knows I love him. Everyone knows I have a strong affinity for the man. Uh, and yeah, so be on the lookout for that in the coming weeks. Who knows when I'll get around to that because I do have some other yeah just like shout that was an awesome opportunity and he said he wants to do it again um so we'll definitely be keeping an eye out for that. 
Basically, what Alex is saying is the next time he does a contest like this, you all need to tweet at Shea Serrano and tell him that you want Alex picked. All right? You guys, you know what to do. Always gas Alex I need it. He deserves it. He's great at what he does. He needs it. I need it. Alex, is that it? That is it. That was nothing. What was that? You didn't even get to hear it. No, there's nothing being played. Play it again for the people. Are we signing out? That's just a fucking lie. You I'm scared to say yes. Me. On let me pull them up. What is it? Instagram at Alex Paps One. On Twitter at Samurai Paps. On Letterboxd at AG Person. On Goodreads for all my book takes at Alex Paps One. And on Instagram and Twitter at WTR Pod. And on WTRPod.com. All right, and you can find me at Josh Lempert, J-O-S-H-L-E-M-P-E-R-T, on Letterboxd, Twitter, Insta, all those places, and in real life. So, like I said before, guys, uh, keep heading to the page, WTRPod.com. Keep going there for all of our new stuff that we're writing, and you can also find all the episodes there if you are, I don't know, struggling with technology and you don't know where else to find podcasts. People always ask us, like, whenever I tell them I do a podcast, they're like, oh, where can I listen to your podcast? And I'm like, bro, literally anywhere, like anywhere. But now I'll just send them right to our website, WTRPod.com. Get the word out. It's there. It's all there. Um, and yeah, keep reaching out to us. If you guys have pitch ideas, please hit us up. If you've reached out to us already, please follow up with us because we want to keep hearing about it. And uh, yeah, that's all for today. Peace. I Yo, to all my wet ass pussy people out there, give a big fuck you to Benjamin. Dude, the part there where he's like, "Ah, it's so creepy. It's so disgusting.